welcome back to another special episode of Mostly Ghostly. It's uh, Matt. Uh, Ray right now is chilling in the green room, we'll say. The, the digital green room of the interwebs. You know, he's off in the vapors. Um, we're punching in this episode uh, real quick. This was... This was uh, like a little seminar that Ray did, and uh, I think it was November 2021, and uh, talked about all types of things from chakras, to, you know, energy, speaking with ones that have passed on, you know, the abilities and such, um, dabbles a little bit in, you know, just kind of the f- holding objects and trying to feel the history of them, you know what I mean? A lot of really cool things were discussed in this little seminar-type deal, this little VIP, small-party seminar, you know what I mean? Uh, We're hoping to do some more of these in the future with a bigger audience, but this was kind of cool to kind of crack into it and uh, get it going. I know that Ray's been doing these for decades before I ever met him, Um and I heard all about these, and it was nice to be kind of involved. And uh, you guys get to be involved yourselves via Mostly Ghostly, the cheapest ticket in town. All right? It's a beautiful thing. So with that being said, I will speak no further. And here we go. Hey, what we're going to go over today is, uh, oh, we're going to start with protection what protection is is this going to apply to life as well as ghost hunting then we're going to do how that relates to other things in life the aspects of it Um, energy work crystals which contain energy Uh, psychometry sensing energy which you're going to do give you a shot at that and we're going to we're going to just go right down the line different parts that um Play. It can be applied to ghost hunting, but also if you are ghost hunting, you should have maybe some of this in your life to balance it off. Now, when people talk about protection, you very rarely see it on uh, a TV show. There's one that uh, I happen to like, but before doing it, they always form a circle and say a prayer for protection which is a good thing. You are going into an unknown place, unknown spirits, unknown energies, and your energy is, and your equipment is what they're going to feed off of. So you've got to protect yourself because you don't know what you're encountering. And whenever you start doing it, whether you're asking, whether it's mediumship, whether it's Ouija board, you're asking questions, you're taking equipment out, you are opening a portal. It may not formally be a portal, but you are opening a portal. You're making an open, an opening that they can come through. That's hopefully what you want, so you can get evidence. But you need that protection, because if you just go barreling in, that's a situation where, using a Ouija board as an example, someone calls something up at a party, everybody goes home. They have a haunted apartment after that, and they have stress, and they have problems. Mm-hmm. They open the portal. You have to close it if you're going to open it. And even before you open it, you should have protection. Now, protection overall should also apply to your life. Before doing this today, for the last several days, I have been praying that everybody who attends this thing receives 
what they need or what they want preferably what they need because I trust those in spirit and spirit knows better than us what we need and also for protection for this place and for this event this gathering so I have done that I typically in, in the morning will go outside not outside, I'll back it's a beautiful day even if it's not I may thank I may thank God for the rain that's feeding the grass. Whatever it is, I thank for the, thankful for the life. Ask for protection in my life. Not only from the physical, but from the spiritual. And ask for help in finding what my spiritual path is. So, when, you, when I say prayers, they can be anything that speaks to your heart. Because you are talking to the divine. So, I make them up as I go along. Because God, the source, knows our intentions, knows what we're thinking and needing. And by voicing it or thinking about it, the message is received. So if let's say you're going to go on a ghost hunt and you go ahead of time, you might ask God to protect us against any negative energies that are there, any negative spirit there. Protect us that nothing attacks us, nothing attaches to us or our equipment. That we be safe, nothing come home with us. And if there are good souls and good spirits there, let us communicate so that they can tell their story. Help us get their story out. Protection, you're offering help. On the way out, we thank God for the experience that you had for the stories you may have been told and you may not know it at that time until you play something back (laughs) and you also say thank you for not allowing anything to attach not allowing for any of us to come to harm because even if something's still planned to when you stepped outside you just bounced it back because you have recognized that that protection is there so anything that's sneaky and evil out there they're thinking, I'm going to wait and get in the car with them. Uh-uh, you just stopped it. Which was pretty much should have been stopped to begin with, with your opening prayer. But that is part of protection. It is praying. It is asking for it. It's very, very simple asking for it. It doesn't have to be a perfect prayer. You can take something if it's written down. Modify it. You can take something that you really like. Use it. You can write your own. Just it, ha- it has the element of just of asking. You're communicating. Asking, accepting that you have it, and proceeding in a safe way. Not to antagonize. You don't want to say, oh, I'm not getting anything, so I'm going to call out this ghost and I'm going to... No, no. Why do you want to rile it up and why do you want to disrespect it? Every single spirit of ghost, the odds are, unless it's something demonic, but the odds are that everything you will encounter was once a human being. Show them respect. You'll get better answers that way. You're likely to get better communication that way. No, just more tomatoes. But protection is another aspect of protection. Is that if your energy is unbalanced, 
if your mind is unbalanced and your internal energy, your chakras, anything is, you are an energy system. The brain works on electricity. The heart pumps because of electricity. They restart it with electrical jolt. And we have an energy system in us, in our body. If that's out of balance, you're more susceptible. If you're not at peace, you're a target for something, or it's much easier for something to attach to you because it has an opening. So by balancing your own energy, and that can be through meditation, chakra cleansing, whatever you may do, crystals to help raise your vibration. And I, when I talk about energy, I take energy and vibration to be the same thing, because they are. Everything's a vibration. So vibration, energy, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. So if you are out of balance, you're depressed, you're angry, you're, you've got issues, you're more susceptible. Now we all have them. So it's just dealing with them and controlling them and not letting them control us completely. But on an energetic level, it's also cleansing the system. Cleansing the whole body out. Um, things like healthy eating, exercise, yes, they work. Also, chakra work. You have the energy systems. There's seven of them in the body. Now, the interesting thing is people say, oh, no, 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 no. That's just uh, uh, this theory and that theory. They recently, uh, they did one test in England and they recently did one in the U.S. where they put someone in a specially designed room where nothing could get in. No radiation, no radio waves, no nothing. They had a, uh, an instrument pointed at them that would read if there's any energy. They picked up an energy field around a person that extended three feet in every direction. They originally did that in England. The U.S. said, aha, it had to be fixed. They tried it. Um, they picked up the energy field. So science has got scratching its head and trying to deny it. But the thing is, it is repeatable. Under the right circumstances, you can repeat it. And that's one of the criteria of science. You have to be able to repeat an experiment. Well, they did. They repeated it. There's an energy field. We have one. It extends three feet out from us. The center of it is actually the heart, or the heart chakra. But it extends out there. Energy, you know about it, even if it's just because uh, you walk into a room and there's somebody in that room, room and you go, Ooh, bad vibes. That's their energy. It's nice and simple, their energy, their vibration. Or someone else, you, you meet them, or you, whether you shake your hand, or, or some people hug and stuff like that. It just feels good, it feels right. That's their energy. And yours bumps into theirs, and it's either going to mesh or repel. It's going to be comfortable or uncomfortable. That's your body energy. You're going to start with... Um, I think the original is... I was going to give out these copies. Okay. So, so I've got a question for you. Yep, shoot away. What about if you have to have a person that... Okay, so it's that, that three-foot thing around me makes total sense because I don't like anybody coming into my field, so, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. What does that mean about you as a person? Does that... Is, is there any significance for people who don't like other people in their space? It means that, okay, uh, you're open. You're open. 
your energies, your chakras, everything is you're wide open. And one thing we <laughs> one thing we're, we're going to talk about is protection. And protection is also building a shield. What happens is when you practice protection techniques, your field gets strong, and it can withstand better anything that tries to invade it, and you can push it back. And as you build that strength, you can also push consciously if you start to get the feeling you can just say no and your energy will go out and boom push it right back just by thinking no you bounce them away and that's it I'm notorious for bouncing people because I sense people very easily especially those who try and really dig in and get real close and stuff I'm very notorious it's like an automatic system I don't I don't think what happens is something go, goes off in my system and I just push and those people tend afterwards not to like me. Even though I didn't do anything to them, but they shouldn't have been doing what they were trying. What I got there, excuse the artwork, that's mine. I like it. But I put that together. Get the my copy. Okay. Yeah, you got the root chakra. That's down in the groin area. I'm going to need my glasses for this. Right next to it, I put in the color of it, and I put in the basics. Now, you can look up on the web. You can find all the things out you want about the different chakras. That's just a basic primer sort of thing you can take a look at. (coughs) That's where your identity, my identity is. That's also your history, what you identify as. Your past is in your your root chakra. Which way are you going? That is so your past is stored in your root chakra. Survival, it is kind of a medium red. Money, it's also where your animal instinct is, your primal urges are there. Now I spent over a year working with someone that um we would get together for two hours a week, every week for a year. We had a small group that did this, but we kind of took it to the point of where with permission if you open up, you can read someone's energy and you could go actually into the root and tell people about their past and their traumas. You never do, if you have the ability, you never do it without permission. And like I said, you have your defenses up in case someone tries it. Just below the navel, get the spleen chakra, that's your inner child. That's orange in color. Solar plexus, right above the navel. That's the center of your will. Yellow. Heart is green. That's where love is. Throat communication. Third eye. Spiritual growth. Crown, higher knowledge. And those are the colors that go with each. Now you notice I put in on the other side, the heart bridge. Body down, spiritual up. The spiritual center starts actually in your heart. And your lower chakras, solar plexus, spleen, root, they all have to do with the body. Now, how you use, for instance, how you may use uh, crystals. I mean, there's one obvious one you can see right here. I have two crystals, one over here, one over here. And underneath here, I have another one here. It forms a triangle like this. 
it has boxed in all my lower chakras. Those that have to do with the body. And it's fed it up to the heart. And up. So my energy flows this way. Through the heart. Throat. Third eye. Up to the crown and out. I want my energy flow to be up. To be up. To be up. It's one thing I do. Um, meditation. They have meditation for it. We're going to do a brief one on clearing the chakras. And, then, and what we're not going to do, the second one. The second one I'm going to give you. And that's how to open up an explosion of super consciousness of things around you. And to be able to connect. And the instructions are specific. It's from an old course I used to teach. But if these chakras are out of balance, your energy is out of balance, your mood is out of balance, you are vulnerable. Because you are dealing, when you're dealing with ghosts or different entities... Or just life in general. we got a crazy world going crazy and people that are stressed and stuff. Their energy is bouncing out of yours and it's rearranging yours and you're susceptible. And it brings you down. And it, it drags you down. And you go to their level. Now when you do work, you do energy work, and particularly when you start working with crystals, you will notice that um, they talk a lot about the vibration. And the higher vibrational levels, the higher the vibration, the closer to the spirit you come. And your negative or nasty entities, ghost or otherwise, they all vibrate at that lower level. So if you can raise your vibration up, they don't like it. They don't bother you. It's kind of like you have a dim room. There's lots of shadows. You turn all the lights on, shadows go away. They don't like your energy. If you can raise it, if you can tune it to the divine, if you can tune it to that higher self, crystals may help. In the absolute sense, no, you don't need any of it. But we are trapped in this body, in this incarnation right now with everything around us. We can use the help in rediscovering who we really are and what our real source is. But by balancing those things, the chakras and balancing your energy and push letting it out there yeah those negative things don't want anything to do to you why would they you're up here you're light up here and you're down here going and they run off the other way (laughs) they don't like that also your vibration goes up it tends to just naturally push back and push out more of the negative vibrations so you're cleansing yourself you're raising your vibration and you're pushing out everything bad Anything out there that is bad, it doesn't want in anymore. Nope, does not want in anymore. Now, going back to crystals, as far as protection goes, the favorite of mine is Moldavite. I caution people if they're going to use Moldavite. It's got an extremely, extremely high vibration. I'm comfortable. I have four pieces on me right now. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five pieces on me right now. This is my comfort zone. If you haven't worked with it, or you haven't done anything with it, and let's say you get a piece and you decide to keep it in your bedroom, odds are you won't sleep well. I know somebody who once got a ring, decided to wear it. They're going around, they took the ring off. Talk to mattress. How come you don't wear your Moldavite anymore? Feels like I got arthritis. My hand kept hurting. The energy is very intense. So a small piece, you work your way up. When you check out crystals, start with the mild ones. Now, Labradite, 
is what I call, uh, well, I'll reverse it. Labradorite has many of the same quantities, uh, qualities. The thing different about it is that if you have Labradorite here, which has a lot of the opening and elevation qualities, Moldavite is Labradorite on steroids. <laughs> one's going to go, wah! And the other one's going to go, oh, let's just raise this. Let's just open you up a little bit. That's Labradorite. Moldavite is, come with me, wham! And you're there. And most people aren't ready for that. It took me a long while to build up to it. But if I could, I would, well, you see that black one on there? Yeah. I brought that out from up back where we do mostly go see. That's obsidian. That is protection and dispels negative energies. And I brought it in here. Volcanic Slick. glass. Slick. Yeah. But they all have their own energy. That is something which will draw out the negative and dispel and get rid of the negative. So it's good to have around. It's a good one to have around. Labradorite, which I have several pieces, a big one over there. And I think I got you a small piece. Yeah. That's a Labradorite. That's the mild version of Moldavite. And they come from the same, is it like further away from the core of the rock? Is, is that but I, like it, it literally, power-wise? Uh, that, that literally comes from Labrador, Labradorite. But that one, that's just a smaller piece. Labrador? Yeah, Labradorite. Becomes Labradorite. So like, but like if you had a big thing of it, would it be more powerful the closer to the core you get, or is that the... You know, uh, the bigger the piece, the more power, because the higher the, vib the, the more intense the vibration. Does it matter, like, uh, the center, though? Like, no. Would, okay. Not really. It just vibrates. I mean, if people say, oh, crystals vibrate this, that, then you... Well, what I learned as a little... As a kid, I think it was in Boy Scouts or Grammar School or something like that, was uh, we used to make radios out of crystals. Why? Because they conduct. Mm. They conduct. They vibrate. The whole earth vibrates. Crystals are an extension of it. They have something called a Schumann resonance. They cannot explain it, but the earth vibrates at a certain resonance. Resonance. It, and it has been rising. Now, many people say that's a sign of a new age, but the Schumann resonance has been increasing, 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 and increasing. The crystals, they're all part of the earth. They have their vibration. Each one's slightly different because of how they form. They form. Part of what uh, you might get with Moldavite is Moldavite is part of a meteor that came. A large meteor came down, literally crashed into Moldavia. Moldavite went back. All, many of the pieces went back up into the atmosphere. And the reason why it has a unique crystal structure because it reformed in the atmosphere and then fell back down. Now, Moldavite is a combination of the meteor, or the, he the heavens, and the earth. Because when it crashed, part of the earth and part of Moldavite went back up, it reformed, it combined, and it came back to earth. So you have above and below in one. There's a lot of intense energy in there. Not only from its sources, but that whole reforming in the atmosphere, the whole thing as it reshaped and formed new crystalline structures before it fell back down. It's very powerful. Um, taken in small steps, it can be very good for opening up uh, your third eye, your crown chakra, uh, a whole different world to you. But small steps. 
Now, if you're talking about you want a safe environment and you want a loving environment, you take some obsidian and you match it up with rose quartz. That's the quartz of love. Quartz of love. So as you want to develop your personal powers or your true self and your true personal self, ruby. We're not talking store-bought polished ruby. You can get raw ruby. doesn't cost you much. You can work with it. Citrine is a very good uh, stone for balancing and calming. Um, believe it or not, some people, and they go, what? Because they don't think of it as a crystal, or but it is a stone. Granite. Mm. Granite is good for releasing issues in a lower chakras. Letting, it, letting them come out. So different stones, depending upon, if you take a look at the color of the chakras, and then you take a look at the color and the qualities of the stones, if you meditate on a particular one, and you take a stone that matches it, it intensifies the med- meditation because you are consciously putting your energy in it. You've got energy in the stone. The chakra is, is your stored energy. You're putting all that together. It has a greater effect. So you can work with stones that way. You can work with them by having them around for healing. There are healing stones. Uh, selenite, I think it is, the white stone. That's a big healing stone. Big, big healing. Uh, emotional and otherwise. And basically what it looks like... Actually, there's two forms here. I'll give you... Take a look at this one. That's it. That's a... That one's very healing. And the stones, as far as the vibration, as long as you're around them, you'll pick it up. You may not be aware of it. The more open or tuned you are to their energies, the greater the effect will be on you. So it's going to really intensify intensify it if you work with it. Um... So you, you've got the stones to use. Now you can use, if you take a high vibration stone that you use in meditation, let's say you use it in meditation and it's got a high vibration and you are going to go on a ghost hunt or you're going to go into someplace nasty, wear that stone and bring it with you. Because by using it in, the vi- in, in, let's say, the meditation or even if you're just saying a prayer, by using it and connecting it with it there and its vibration is, is intense, when you go that vibration will be with you when you walk into that situation. If there's anything negative there, anything nasty there, it won't like it. Or if you just work in a stressful job or a job with a lot of nasty people, put it in your pocket and go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like I wear some under my shirt. I have a pouch there if I'm not going to wear this, which I, now being retired, I wear all the time, but when I was working, I didn't wear it. I didn't want to damage. It was a physical job, doing lots of things. But I had the pouch underneath. And it was a nasty, a lot of nasty people there. But that was to help me keep make it through the night and not become one of the nasties, to keep a distance from them so that their energy didn't drag me down or my vibration or energy down. So as you raise yours, whether it's working with crystals or not, you will repel what is negative. The crystals can help you in your day-to-day life and on an investigation by bringing, by your bringing that in there. You say your protection. You balance your chakras. Your energy is good. You take a crystal that has a high energy. 
that you've worked with that intensifies everything else, now you go on a ghost hunt? Those nasties don't want anything to do with you. They don't want anything to do with you. And if you pick up on them and if they are there, they will stay a distance and all you have to do is tell them to get the hell out and they will. But you have seen them, you have recognized them, gotcha, go. And they're like, okay, I'm out of here. They don't want any part of that. And what we've done here in creating this, because sometimes I meditate out here, I meditate out back, etc., and we pray and study, is create a place that nothing negative is allowed. The only thing allowed in here is love and peace. Unless we carry it in. But no external forces are allowed to come in here. We joke about it because i got a barrier, barrier around the house. And uh, I believe it is the lady who used to, used to live here once in a while. Um, from the feeling I get from her, she walks around outside and she smiles. No one comes in unless I specifically invite them. There ain't going to be no ghost in here unless I invite them in. Do you guys say something before you come to the door every time? Who, me? To, to cleanse you before you come in from like worldly stuff? No. Because basically, it's you don't. If someone really nasty were to come walking in here, they would feel real uncomfortable and probably wouldn't want to stay long. Yeah. Now my question is, how do you? How do you? You've never been here before. How did it instinctively feel when you came in here? Good. Yeah. Welcome. Well, that is hopefully our energy and what we've created in here, including that that protection in that wall for anything that would be otherwise. It's not allowed. It's not allowed in us. It's not allowed in our home. This is a place of peace and love. And anything else, don't you dare try and show your face around here. Because we will repel you. It's quite simple. What you do, And this happens a lot on Ghost Hunt, is that you set the rules. In a lot of your life, you set the rules. Um, if, you were, if you were to find, let's say, your house is haunted, you can tell that ghost the relationship you want or you can tell it to get out. Now, whether you choose to help it go to the light or whether you just kick it out or say, this is my home, I'm taking it back. Or listen, um, as an example, I'll use one of the two houses I grew up in. My parents moved when I was 10. We moved to Providence. The house was haunted. And for a while, we was like, eh, like windows open, closed, different things would happen and stuff like that. And there was a very old old lady we spoke to and she said oh that's a ghost of Mr. Mr. Anderson he built the house and it's been there a long while people who sold it to us didn't tell us someone else did so we started talking to him and we started saying we love this house da 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 I did most of it but um, we started talking to him and it turns out that we got along the activity went down once in a while there'd be a knock or, or a funny noise or something and turn around and go, oh, Mr. Anderson, how you doing? I'm going to finish the dishes. Whatever. It happened to be and stuff. And the activities, we decided that he loved this house he built. You can live here. You leave us alone, we'll leave you alone. And we can all live, live together. And for years, there'd be the occasional little thing. When we first moved in, there was a lot of activity. We made peace. Why kick him out if he wanted to be here? It's, it's his house. And also, I wasn't the same person back then as a uh, 
12, 13 year old. And so just just learning this, even though I had experiences before that, but just learning this, we decided as we went along, as was a teenager, to kind of like, let's all get along. We all get along. We lived with it. He wasn't negative. He was just attached to that house. Here, enjoy it. We're going to enjoy it. Let's coexist. We did. <coughs> we had a friendly ghost. As far as I know, he's still there. Because I still have family living in the house. Last thing I heard from him. You can coexist with them. You can help them move on. You can kick them out. But if you're living somewhere and it is your domain, make it your domain. And whether that is through med- meditation, uh, manifesting, energy, prayer, protection. If you start doing these things, maybe you can start with one. And this one thing. When you're comfortable with it, add something else in. And then add something else in. Pretty soon the only thing you have is your positive loving energy in there. Because everything else has slowly been moved away, moved away, pushed out. And now, nothing negative wants anything to do that spot. Like I said, it's like turning the light on. It doesn't want to be in the light. It wants to hide in the shadows. Those shadows is where it lives. It wants to drag you in the shadows. Nope, I'm turning the high beams on. That ain't going to happen. Nope. Any questions so far? Question about the root chakra. Yeah. It yeah. says money in there. What's that? What's, what's that up to do? Money. Th- things that are held on, held on in there. People attach a lot of importance to money and riches yeah. and stuff. And uh, a lot of those emotion, mostly emotions or energy that you have towards an object, and that includes money, which is the physical world, will be in there. Okay. Like the root is your a lot of your history, and uh, it's one you don't want to mess with. So it's like clean out, yes, but not mess with. So the the root's almost the starting ground. And the root is the starting. More spiritual as you get, and then you, you start going up as you go up. And, okay. Now the interesting thing is, you take the third eye. Behind the third eye, buried in the brain, is the pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Which, when it calcifies, you you lose some of those psychic abilities, and you lose your perception. The pineal is connected to vision beyond this body, vision uh, into the next world, as psychic powers. There are you can look it up on, online. There are ways to cleanse and decalcify meditations for the pineal gland to expand it. Uh, there's one I use uh, in a system that, that I studied ever uh, meditation, which I take out once in a while, once in a great while to help keep that clear. There can be crystals that can help. But that is actually situated in the brain. You go in, in from where the third eye is, right here, and that's where you find the pineal in the center of the brain. So, and it just so happens the third eye is your psychic seeing <laughs> eye. So, it's linked. One thing that's that's interesting to do if, if you do do meditate um, is at some time, let's say you're cleansing chakras, when you get up to the third eye, think about your pineal gland and then envision, and you imagine, use your imagination 
that a column of white light is running from your pineal to your heart, one feeding the other, just opening up. Your heart's opening up your pineal, your pineal, your heart, and just energy is going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Because you've already cleansed this chakra, this one, and now when you're getting up to here, and that energy is just going to open it up. And then you're going to go to your crown chakra, which is going to take you up there. Because you have what you have what your uh, what is called your higher self. Part of you does already exist in the spirit world. You're not. You are connected to your source. Your source being God, Creator. You are connected. You born into a universe that came from that source, the essence of that source is in the universe, you are connected to it and you you are still connected like I said, we just bog ourselves down we got relationships, we got jobs we got money problems, this is it, the car broke da, 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 and we forget and all those negative energies drag us down what cleansing the chakras will do is help you dispel some of those negative energies and build up your positive energy so when you look at it, what happens is that let's say the car breaks down you momentarily get mad and you say, oh hell. It's been a while. Didn't want to use the money for it in the bank, but I think I'll call a garage see when I can get it fixed. Instead of going off the wall for five hours and <laughs> shouting at everything, hopefully you transition to the point where it simply becomes a fact of living and you take care of it. And then you continue on your day. Everything doesn't start destroying you. And when you're really stressed out, it destroys your body. So your emotions, that vibration, that energy inside starts destroying your body. So the more you cleanse and raise your vibration, the less all those negative things have an effect on your physical health as well as your mental health. And that can be prayer. It can be meditation. It can be crystal work. Now, I mean, you can, you can go online and you can find dozens in this of uh, chakra cleansing routines, a whole bunch of them free, little guided meditations. You find the one that suits you best because everybody's a little different. Everybody's background is a little bit different. But you find one you're really comfortable with and that's what you do to raise that vibration for your daily life and in this particular case for the ghost hunting as well because you will be better protected at that higher vibration with less inside you that it can attach to, less negative. It's not balanced. You'll then be balanced. And you can move it on. It's kind of like, nope. And, again, the other thing is when you said your protection at the beginning. Now, if you're, let's say, someone is scatterbrained, they're nervous, they're scared, everything else like that, and they rush through their protection. They've had a bad day and they're carrying it into their ghost hunt. They rush through, rush through their protection and they go running in there because they're going to find that ghost. They're much more vulnerable. If you are more at peace with yourself and more connected to your higher self or or with God, your energy is good, you know that that prayer is real. You know that that protection is real. And you're going to walk in there and you're going to be safe. You're going to be safe because you know. You're connected. You can feel it. You go in there, you're okay. Nothing will touch you. Nothing will bother you. Because it wants nothing to do with you, and it wants nothing to do with the one protecting you. You just push it right back. 
Question? The way, yeah. you, the way you're looking? No, I'm looking. I'm following. You? Anybody? Mine's not so much for those continents, more so that you went through like everyday life with negative people at work. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been feeling lately is work. I have negative people at work and it's really been bringing me down. Mm-hmm. I come home from work and it's still like anger and stress and can't seem to get out of that and it carries mm-hmm. on to the next day to the mm-hmm. next day. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I just kind of it's at that point where every day at work it's negative vibes and it's getting it's affecting my mental and mm-hmm. mental clarity and I go into work with a negative mindset I don't know um, you can attack it on several levels. One is find something you really enjoy to do, go home and do it. Shift your focus out of work and into what you're doing. That, that's one simple way. If you have something that really you love to do and you always chill and enjoy it, do it for a while. And let those negative things subside and let that joy or fun that you have, let that come and replace it. On an energetic level, brief meditation, maybe a few prayers and then go do a fun thing <laughs> something something to push it back the meditation to kind of clear it out maybe mm-hmm. or a f- few prayers whatever it may happen to be to clear it put it in perspective then let it go and do something fun because you'd be surprised I used to um, when I was working uh, sometimes I would go to uh, arrange the shoot. Now some people think, oh, you're going to blow this target up, you're going to do this, that, yada, that, that, that. You're holding in your hand something that's going to explode, a loud bang, a loud flash in your face, and, and you got to hold it, and you're trying to hit this little thing down there. The only way you can do that well, and it works with archery as well, anything like that, but golf, anything, is for that moment, you have to start thinking of what you're doing. I have to control my breath. I have to control my trigger pull. I have to. I don't want to anticipate the bang. I have to control. So while I'm focusing, focusing, focus, I do that for an hour. I typically would go for an hour to an hour and a half, most of the time an hour, of doing that, being focused on that one thing and that one thing and that one thing. Everything else disappeared. As I developed that focus and just released everything else. And at the end, gather up the targets and go, oh, not bad. But it's kind of like the zen of shooting, or the zen of archery, of golf, of, or of anything you enjoy doing. It's just focusing, it's releasing everything else, whichever way works best for you. And when I say meditate, it doesn't necessarily mean half hour, hour, or anything like that. It can be a 10 minute like prayer and release type of thing. You take 10 minutes. And then go focus on something fun. And you just dispel all that negative. Next day you start again. Now, if you also spend some time on balancing that internal energy and raising the vibration, then what happens when that negative starts coming in is it affects you a little less. And a little less. Now, unfortunately for the last 10 years in that job and stuff, I didn't do enough of the meditation and stuff. 
So I was wired most, almost all the time. I can remember retiring when she said, wow, I got Ray back. <laughs> I got him back. He's back. Um, but I slid. I slid and I got caught up in the day-to-day and I got caught up in the trauma and I got all this and that. And it didn't matter. I would just be like crazy all the time. And that was a waste of 10 years. Mm-hmm. The job wasn't because it helped survive, but that was a waste. Spiritually. Spiritually. Beat me up physically too. Yeah. I mean, not just the fact I was running around on my feet all night, moving heavy stuff, and like that, which probably helped keep me um, fit. <laughs> but the negative energy just ripped me apart, and it took a while to get back to find out again who I was, what I was doing before I took that job, which was spiritual work. I should never have abandoned it. I should have should have integrated the two better. Yeah. I would never do that again now. If I were forced to take a job, I would still continue. I don't care what time it took the spiritual work. And that doesn't have to be major. Like I said, sometimes, uh, most mornings I go outside. And when I say prayer, prayer is talking to God. That's all prayer is. You recognize God is there and you talk to it. You don't see it as some uh, person sitting on a throne to condemn you. You're a child of God. Do you, do you automatically contempt, condemn your child? No, this is a loving God. So you talk, you give your, you talk about your problems. You recognize what you're grateful for. You ask for help, and you let it go. And maybe you do that in meditation. Maybe like I like to do it first thing in the morning when I go go out back. But it helps keep you centered. And what it really doesn't matter because it doesn't matter your name for or how you believe. There is one source whether you're going to use the name God or Yahweh or any other name there is one source and ultimately it's while in this body it's pretty much beyond our comprehension but we know it's there so just relate to it talk to it connect with it let it be part of you just let it happen give yourself up to it okay okay I'm a mess. I haven't figured it out. Show me what's going on here. <laughs> okay, because this ain't this ain't working. Obviously, I'm doing something something wrong. Give me some guidance here. Okay. I mean, I'm talking kind of casually, but it's not. It would be this is your best friend, your parent, everything to you. The source, the divine. You're connected to it, and people will say, "Oh no, no," but it's all. Or they'll say, oh, but there is no God. If you have an atheist, an atheist should never be able to go on a ghost hunt. Because they're admitting something beyond this life. So how can they, oh, I can't go. You believe in the devil? Yeah. You believe in God? No. Oh, how do you pull that one off? (laughs) How do you pull off believing in the devil, but you say there's no God? How do you say, no, this body is all we have. I'm going on a ghost hunt this week. Really? But people are that way. They have those contradictions in their life. One thing to do is in yourself for better balance. If you find yourself in that contradiction, think about it, meditate on it, and get rid of the contradiction and just accept. The more balanced you are, the less susceptible you are, the less at risk you are in life, in stressful jobs, at ghost hunting, 
paranormal investigations, all of it. And also the advantages, even if you don't go on a paranormal investigation that often, is the rest of the time while you're doing this, you're enjoying life and feeling good. Oh? That works. <laughs> and when you go on one, you know you're protected. You know you're balanced. And when you are that way, if there are good spirits there, they are more likely to communicate with you. They will want to connect with that positivity. They will want to vi- want that vibration and that connection with you. So you are more likely to get something. Not when you're antagonistic, mean, or in a nasty mood. But when you are balanced, you are loving, they, they're going to read it. They're going to feel it. And you're the one they're going to want to talk to. You're the one they're going to want to tell their story to. So when you're investigating, it helps. It protects you. And it draws in those that have a story to tell or who want to communicate. And there are some people that do have the ability to help someone move on. You can help someone move on who's trapped. You could take it to the point of being able to do that. Where someone is trapped. In this this cycle, in this world, in that spot. And you can help them move on to that light. You can help them find their peace. It's possible. Very, very possible. Now, before I do what I'm going to do next, um, anybody need anything or have any questions? Then we're going to do a very simple, about five-minute chakra cleansing. Nice and simple. It's something that um, I used to do. You can find, like I said, on the web, you can find dozens of different types. Where did I put it? Oh, got a sheet that took it out. Huh. Oh, that's your manifesting meditation, which I'll tell you about afterwards. Now, all you're going to do is sit reasonably straight, sit relaxed. Now, when I say something like, um, let's say it's a root, root chakra. See what you're in eye, the red disc, pure and, and colored spin. Think of either a CD or DVD disc type of thing. Think of the color and think of it spinning. And while it spins, it's a pure color. If you're a person who is very visual or has done this before and you see anything like spots on it, think of them as, or it's dull, flying off because it's spinning so fast. There's nothing negative, nothing can stay there. It's like everything until it's bright and spinning. And then just listen to the words. All I'm going to do is take you, take you through the chakras and then say one brief thing afterwards. So just relax, you can close your eyes, and remember you got the location, you got the root, and it's just going to go up the body. It goes up about six or so inches on each people until you jump up from the heart to the throat. That's a, probably eight or nine inches, but it just goes up. Your body relaxed, 
your mind alert. Focus on your root chakra. See with your inner eye the red disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Feel your own presence. Know and feel freedom and independence through balance, through generosity and giving and receiving. This you feel, this you are. With body relaxed and mind alert, focus on your spleen chakra. See with your inner eye the orange disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Know you are the emotional one, seeing your own center. Know and feel your inner child in fulfillment. Know and experience primal passion as meditation and energy transformation. This you feel, this you are. With body relaxed and mind alert, focus on your solar plexus chakra. See with your inner eye the yellow disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Know you are the achiever and power. Know and feel your development of your personal power and unequal individuality, your personal self-realization. This you feel, this you are. With body relaxed and mind alert, focus on your heart chakra. See with your inner eye the green disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Know you are the one who cares. Know and feel inner peace, self-love, harmony with all through universal love, knowing stillness, joy, and inner harmony. This you feel, this you are. Body relax and mind alert, focus on your throat chakra. See with your inner eye the light blue disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Know you are the expressor. Know and feel the creative expression and open communication. This you feel, this you are. With body relaxed and mind alert, feel your third eye chakra. See with your inner eye the indigo, light blue disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Know you are the visionary. Know and feel the spiritual bond, intuitive knowing, expanded perception, clarity. This you feel, this you are. With body relaxed and mind alert, feel the crown chakra. With your inner eye, see the violet disc, pure in color, spinning faster and faster. Know you are one with the spirit world. You feel the certainty of being connected to the whole, openness for universal love and wisdom. Experience the all-oneness. This you feel, this you are. Know and remember the truth that is spirit. For spirit is wisdom, creation born of spirit is wisdom, and you, a child of creation, are wisdom. You are one with wisdom. You are one with creation. You are one with spirit. You are wisdom. You are creation. You are spirit. For spirit is strength, and creation born of spirit is strength, and you, a child of creation, are strength. You are one with strength. You are one with creation. You are one with spirit. You are strength. You are creation. You are spirit. For spirit is healing, and creation born of spirit is healing, and you, a child of creation, are healing. You are one with healing. You are one with creation. You are one with spirit. You are healing. You are creation. You are spirit. For spirit is love. Creation born of spirit is love. You are a child of creation are love. You are one with love. You are one with creation. You are one with spirit. You are love. You are creation. You are spirit. Spirit is truth. Creation born of spirit is truth. And you are a child of creation are truth. You are one with truth. You are one with creation. You are one with spirit. You are truth. You are creation. You are spirit. Remember always what you really are. That's one way for shock cleansing. 
Now, if, when you, if you want to, here we go. Gonna step it up a bit here. I feel like so I can, light I feel like I can pull up certain colors easier than others, <laughs> like yellow and light blue. I can get that in a second. The red, eh, red's a tricky bit. for you. Red was tough. Green was okay. Yellow was <coughs> easy peasy. Orange. Eh. Once you've done this, then you can practice this. What you? I heard a great quote recently about identity where it's uh, saying it's like your name is not your identity type deal it's just something you're given like people mm-hmm. go well, who are you and they go well I'm Matt Fisher and they go no who are you type deal you know what I mean now on one point there it mentions the you can use the arm that's for expanding consciousness you cleanse your chakras you can do that afterwards Takes doesn't take that long um, I have one, so. Is there a meaning behind the um? Is it because of the vibration that you make with your mouth and stuff? The sound of creation, and depends upon which mm-hmm. culture. You can use the um in. The second mm-hmm. part should always be a minimum of twice as long, if not longer, than the first part. Hmm. And when you do the, um, Is it the same as the singing bowls? The sound of the sun? And you want... That vibration... The sound of the what? The singing bowls. Like I have a singing bowl. It's a, it's a different oh, the, vibration, the bowl, but yeah, yeah, like a crystal. Yeah, yeah that, that one, crystal, yeah. right? Uh, uh, metal. metal. It should it should oh, be right. seven metals combined. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Um, what you're going to do is you know you're getting it right when you go. Um, at that point, because you should, the tone is less important than feeling it all up through the nasal nasal cavity and in the head. Now what you're doing, remember I'm saying that pineal gland back there and everything? That vibration in the brain. It's what's going to open it up. And you can use amen. And like the whole inside of the head is like, I can feel it inside. And that's going to open it. That is for blessings and expanding your consciousness. Cleanse your chakras first, though. We're not going to do that one now, but we are going to because you notice breath. People talk a lot about breathing. It's important. Mm-hmm. Don't leave home without it. <laughs> but it's something, if you're under stress... It's yeah. something that you can very easily stop. Doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you shouldn't be so shallow with that. You're not pulling oxygen. Yeah, you're no getting good. headaches. You, yeah, you're not yeah. Getting, so I, I would find that in my job. Now, there is a cleansing breath to remove immediate toxins within your body that inhibit energy movement and rhythmic breathing, which raises up your energy level, your psychic level. So you've just done a very simple cleanse, kind of align those chakras a bit. Actually, I think I'll read it first. <laughs> okay, cleansing breath. It's done in three stages with the eyes closed. First, you're gonna you take a breath, uh, breath in through the mouth with the eyes closed, filling the lower part of your lungs. Then the middle. Then the third until you're completely full. Hold for about, you're going to hold for about 20 seconds. Then exhale slowly and fully. And you're going to do it three times. So, first, lower lungs. Don't be breathing through your stomach. 
lower lungs, middle, upper. So basically what, what you're going to should look like is then you're going to hold it for 20 seconds and then until you're completely empty do it again. Or we're going to do this for three times. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, start the inhale. Then hold for 20 seconds. When that's done, exhale completely and repeat. Remember three times. When you're done, just relax. That's a cleansing breath. It helps remove energetic blocks. In this case, if there were any left over from the chakras, it helps the energy flow better. What we're going to try and do now is kick that energy up to the roof. Raise the, raise the energy level. Now, this can be done anywhere, anywhere from three to seven times, but since you've never done it before, do it. we're going to do it just three times. <laughs> What you're going to do is you're going to start with the lungs completely empty and breathe in through the nose for the count of six. So basically it's going to be you empty. Hold for the count of three and then exhale through the mouth for six. Fully empty in the lungs. Six, three, six. Magic mm. Now, when you're empty, hold for three. And then fill up for six, hold for three, empty through the mouth, hold for three. And you do that three times. That will raise your energetic level. breathing. Six in, hold three. You want to get a rhythm going. That's why it's called rhythmic breathing. Nice rhythm. In, hold, out. Start empty, fill, completely empty. Three times.
feel it flow nice and easy. Nice rhythm. And when you're done, open your eyes and return to normal breathing. got it written down. Now when I say prayers, I feel fuzzy. I was getting the way yeah, <laughs> fuzzy too, yeah. There are it can be any sort of prayer, whether protection or on a daily basis. Now this one is by Medicine Grizzly Bear, Native American. Because I come before you in a humble manner, with tears in my eyes and an ancient song from my heart I pray. To the four powers of creation, to Grandfather Sun, Grandmother Moon, and to Mother Earth, and to my ancestors, I pray for my relations in nature, all those who walk, crawl, fly, swim, seen and unseen, to the good spirits that exist in every part of creation. I ask that you bless our elders and children, families and friends. I also pray for peace among the four races of humankind. May there be good health and healing for this earth. May there be beauty above me. May there be beauty below me. May there be beauty in me. May there be beauty all around me. I ask this world to be filled with peace, love, and beauty. When you say this and you're focusing on these positive aspects of existence and you're focusing and you're wishing blessings and stuff, your vibration rises because you are putting yourself in tune with that higher source by blessing and giving these blessings. And that one is Native American. This one's a little different. It was from a, a book by Alistair Bailey, uh, from Master Raul Hu. It's called The Great Invocation. Now, you can use this partly for protection as well, but even though it doesn't really say it, but it helps work in a different way. It's called The Great Invocation. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men, let light descend on earth. In a point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let the purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out and may seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Three times. You say the ending. This is just kind of a sample of some types of prayers. These are ones I happen to like. They resonate with me. You find there's many out there. I mean, they have one St. Germain. I think I gave that one to somebody else. Handed uh, that one out. There are many different ones. Are these for like, um, like whatever you want, whatever you want help with, or are they for certain things like peace and peace in your mind and stuff? Well, if you notice that that one there yeah. has the section just before you get to the triple at the end, where it says, "And may it seal the door where evil dwells." Word. You could use that daily on a, on a daily basis. Just you call it. You're calling in love. You're calling in light. That the will of God come down to earth and seal the door. The evil draws. So light, love, protection, 
and don't you come near me, evil. This, that door is shut now. <laughs> that door shut. Mm-hmm. That's it. The other one is more of a blessing for yourself and every, everything else, and it's a good way to keep yourself focused on. We honor our ancestors and all things that walk, crawl, and, and it kind of shifts your mind out of this day-to-day. And it's kind of like, let's stop. Wait a minute. <sighs> Let me breathe. And if you say it, and you think about it, your whole mood starts to shift. Your focus starts to shift. And part of de-stressing and part of maintaining your energy it's dispelling the negative. And that is shifting your mood back, mood back to the positive. Whether it's doing something you enjoy, whether it's an invocation or a prayer, whether it's a meditation, what you enjoy and incorporate into it, preferably a blessing and a blessing for others. As you'll notice that um, in that slight, in that meditation I gave to you to do to do after the chakra cleansing. Mm. Uh, for expanding your consciousness. It actually says in there that this will build up a large... At first, it's based on blessings and builds up a lodge of internal energy. And to expel the ex- the overabundance of energy, you bless. You throw out blessings. Mm. You radiate these blessings out to the world. This positive out to the world. So when you've got too much, you share. And you give it out to the world. Now getting back to energy and vibrations, and this all helps. And we talked about crystals. And this is the most convenient piece I have. Don't know if it'll work that well. This is the infamous Moldavite. Just hold it and tell me if you feel anything without looking at it. There you look. Because what I'm going to... Well, yeah, you just keep doing that. I'm going to do something else with some... Okay. Put it in your left hand. Left hand to receiving hand, right hand to giving hand. Right hand receiving, left hand giving? No. Right giving? L- l- left receiving, right giving. You receive energy with your left, you give energy with your right. Got it. Anything at all? It can be anything as simple as a tingle or this or that, just or you feel funny holding it. What a, a lightness, like a lightness feeling there. Okay, uh, use this piece without the uh, everything else on your left hand. I'll take that back. Smaller piece. Gives you like a feeling of, uh, I think, because so it's hard, but it's light. So within that, I think there's something in there, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like lifted the weight, but like sturdy almost, you know what I mean? I feel like a slight tingle in my left hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, pass it on. Oh, you boring. know it well. You can play with it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but you held a labradite before. There's a slight difference with this. But the fact that you do... It should be a little easier to feel. That's so strange. Do you feel it? 
I feel like it was like scratching me, but like not like painful. It was a massage. Just like a little massage. Like a little. Uh, it, might, it might be kind of trying to push your energy, trying to bring it up a bit. This could be if you have, if you have a little unbalance. I find if you're a little unbalanced in there, sometimes it's uncomfortable to hold. Yeah, it is. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't you feel like, it's like I can't hold it tight. Like I know I can like. I got that vibe a little yeah, bit too. I yeah. can't hold it. Can't hold it tight, but uh, yeah. It want now, to be like I said, I think I have to see one, two, three, four. Encasing yourself with five pieces of it, including the big one. It has an effect on you. It's the vibration, the energy of the stones, which is also the vibration, the energy that flows through creation, the Schumann resonance. As we said, all of these things come together. And if you wonder why this one is like this, this large piece of moldavite was a gift. The cross is a cross of St. Benedict, which repels evil. I remember moldavite came down, went up, and came back. Yeah. Well, if you look at Jesus, came to earth, mm. ascended to heaven, came back. Mm. Same as the Moldavite, a gift from heaven. On the back is deer skin. Deer and Native American is love. The writing on the back is Paleo-Hebrew for the word of God, for the name of God, which in Paleo-Hebrew means the everything. And I thought about this after I put this together. <laughs> <laughs> Not before. It wasn't like I crafted it. Oh, I'm going to take this cross and I'm going to do this. I'm gonna... No, it's just not. These go together. And then afterwards I said, i got to check this out. And then I went, whoa. <laughs> That's part of just let it happen. Right. you got to just let it happen. But working on those energies, okay, the crystals have energies. But let's say if you're going into a ghost hunt, you have places that have energy. Residual energy. And you have to distinguish sometimes between residual and natural haunting. Usually the haunting is an interaction. But residual energy also gives you information. Just like chakras is hold onto energy and images, places and things can do the same. So what I'm going to do, first thing I'm going to do is say don't think. The last thing you want to do is think. And the reason... The, <laughs> Okay, well, this is how I used to not think when I did mediumship galleries. Besides isolating myself ahead of time, saying my prayers, hoping, please guide me, help me. But then I would go in there and I would say, okay, I'd, in I'd introduce myself. I'd start talking about how we're going to do it. I'd start talking about how this person's going to do this. and I stopped trying. I was talking about you can't always have the per person who uh, comes through may not be the one you want. If you're here looking for your, fa for your father, it may be an aunt or something. They're going to give you the message you need now. When I say this, just say yes or no. Otherwise, I'll, and now I'd be talking about something else, not trying, but I'd be open. Just going to let this happen. I'm going to distract myself. And I'd be talking and talking, and all of a sudden it'd be like, uh, you have a man behind you, and it started. And then suddenly all stop coming through. It's by not trying, you're open. Because every time you try, you're using your energy, your brain, you're pushing out. You can't receive if you're trying. You have to not try. I did it by distraction. By talking to them about what's going to happen. And not even trying. I said my please show up. 
in my prayers ahead of time and then just left it up to them and God to show up whoever needs it that's it and I went in there and talked about something else well I talked about mediumship but in general terms and not crying what I am going to do I'm probably going to have to get something else this is something psychometry I don't think you can do because everything we have you know the history of (laughs) (laughs) but what I'm going to do is give you something and you're going to hold it in your hand and you're not going to try I don't care if it's light what I call light talk (laughs) I don't care if it's called light talk and by light talk what I mean is like oh and like you're not really trying but in your mind you're going oh what do you get to say to me got anything you can tell me where do you come from and, but you're not going holding it and thinking and, and no just let it happen say hello in your mind and that may sound kind of funny but when I was doing the mediumship I had conversations with simple conversations in my head someone someone, someone would show up can you, can you show me are you belong in my head I'd be going do you belong to that one you know, can you stand right behind him, maybe, uh, so I know whether your father or grandfather, maybe take a step back if your grandfather, thank you very, very much, can you show me more, well, you conservative, oh, always wore a white shirt, huh, and I'm having these conversations in my head, you can have a conversation with what you're holding, what are you, da, da, da. but just let it pop in, pop in, don't think about it, just let it pop in, kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool, don't go by what it looks like. That's kind of cool. I hmm, wonder where that comes from. And then just, if something, no matter how weird it seems, pops into your head, you just say it. Don't think about it, just say it. And that works. Now, first one. We are going to go over here, because you might know what this is. Just relax. If there's anything there, you know, let it talk to you. Say hi. Say, got anything for me? Where you from? Just whatever pops into your head. I wish I hadn't seen it first. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when I when I was like a grid, some sort of grid. Grid. Sorry. No, keep talking. Because when I first did, did say it, they used to hand things out, but they were inside of big envelopes and stuff, so you couldn't see what it was. Because you you tend to look at it, and what they tend to do is, well, some of, some of the times it was, but because um, you tend to try and focus on what you see and identify it that way, which right. you should not do at all. You let your mind blank out, and you just let whatever's there come through, and that that's the way it happens. And rant, what may seem like random thoughts, any random thoughts going through your head? It's like a backward C. A backward it's like C. a grid and then like a backward C. A backward C? Mm-hmm. As in an ocean? Like, no, like the letter C. Oh, the letter C. Oh. Like hmm. Flip around like a mirror. I feel like it's like looking into... Well, okay. that's, is that like a tribal symbol? The backward well, C? Just keep, keep going. And it, sometimes it's just a feeling, whether you feel happy, whether you feel sad, whether you see something, whether you smell something. People receive different messages different ways. I know that, uh, for instance, in mediumship, some people instinctively know something. Other people mm-hmm. see things. Other people feel... I tend to get them all 
Sometimes you got to touch the item to get the fail. Sometimes you can just fail it and you enter the yeah. room. What's popping in your head? Just I feel like I get stuck thinking too much when you were saying what you were. I was like, oh, this is exactly my problem. So this is with my blocking. Maybe it's telling you that. Yeah, I'm getting like a C. It's like a backward C. I don't know. It's like a grid. It was like a grid. And I feel like... Ask him a question. Where, where are you from? Where are you from? And then the pop... first. Where are you from? And then what, what pops in your head? Is that what I'm seeing where it's from? Is that what it looks like to land? Is it like a... Is it like a what? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing like, there's a contrast between colors. It's not... What, what, what's this hand move mean to you? I'm looking, that's where the C is. Like, it's like, I, I, I see a C because I see two contrasting colors. What are the colors? It's going like this. It's like light and a dark. Light, light and the dark. dark. Light okay. Dark. Keep going with it. It is like it goes like this. I feel like it is land. 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 Anything else besides land? You think it could be heat or sun? Let, let, let her. Let her uh, just pop in your head. First thought. What was it? It's a toy. Light and dark toy. It's a toy. Well, you may identify it as a toy. It might be now, but less so then. Okay, here you go. <laughs> okay, Mama Tusa, Island of Sardinia. A mask they wore. Okay. They what wore is it, an island of what? It is an island, Sardinia. Now, once a year, at the end of winter, the people will parade around with that mask on. And other people will come out with these long sticks, and there's a big parade and ceremony, and they'll start beating them and chase them off. Because they are chasing, they are welcoming in the light and chasing out the darkness of winter. Contrast. Light, dark, yeah. contrast. Mm-hmm. It's a, the older society, which was, uh, I not was in Etruscan, whatever, it predates Sardinian, it was an ancient society there, and, and comes from that. And it was a ceremony they did in a spring where people would put on the mask. And they represented the darkness in the winter. And the other people would chase them out of town with these sticks. Chase them away because they're chasing the darkness away to bring in the light. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it looks like almost, you know those toys where the two different colors of oil kind of mesh mm. together? That's what it was. And it was, it was like a C, like a shape. But there were two contrasting colors. Two contrasting mm-hmm. I like it. One way to the other way. Don't go by what it looks like. Just hold it. Whatever pops in your head. That'll be interesting. If you don't think. Pillars. Pillars? I got a vibe for pillars, like uh, Roman almost. Sand. You see sand. Uh, warm, cold, ocean, mountain. Warm. Warm, warm sand. Desert like. Desert like or desert? Desert. Well, desert, not desert. <laughs> you know, like in Israel, there was, uh, didn't Jesus break pillars or something like that? There was something in the Bible about it? That was Samson knocking down pillars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't think just impulses, colors, whatever. Gold. See gold.
in the hot gold sand desert. Now, why, why you? Why do you say desert? Because I of sand. Know. I get the. I get the, I get the. The sand. Yeah, the sand is why I would jump to the desert. Okay, and you got hot. I got hot. Anything else? Happy, sad, whatever. It can be emotions, it can be places, it can be colors. Just let your mind go blank. I think of something else. What distinguish between what you're thinking or saying to yourself and what pops in that doesn't fit. That's one reason why I used to like to talk about it. I talk about, okay, in mediumship, okay, they may, they may not come in because the relatives and spirit knows, and then all of a sudden an image of somebody had come in. Now, that didn't fit my line of thought. So I knew that, oh, there's somebody over here, because I wasn't thinking about a person. So I sent my mind somewhere else and left it open, And they would come through the door. So if I'm trying to to sense somebody, I'm not trying to think about, oh, I want so and so, or oh, who's this, or oh, who's that, because then I'm pushing again. But if I let my mind wander off here, and some extraneous, really weird thought comes in, then I would know it's that, because it doesn't fit in my line of thought, or what I was saying. Okay, anything else? I got buffalo and river popped in my head for some reason. Well, actually that is a memento from the Bahamas. So you got the heat in the sand. Buffalo, that's the first first time you had ribs or something like that? No, that wasn't buffalo. Uh, you, you got the heat in the sand. The desert. The desert. Oh, the, oh that, yeah, it is. It is very... Um, yeah, the particular area we went near Freeport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was. So you got a bunch of stuff off it. I did. You got a bunch of stuff off it there. Now, I'm trying to think of what would be interesting for you. She's already nervous. Yeah. She's already nervous? <laughs> no. I'm ah, don't be. Like this. First time for everybody. You know you're not supposed to be trying to think about it or look at it. <laughs> you can. Oh, you don't even have to close your eyes. I mean, you can just you know look around the room and you say, "Oh, those lights are cool," and then some. All of a sudden, something totally out of the blue comes, and it's like, "Huh? Oh, that's you talking." So the first thing I'm getting is something soft. Hollow eyes. You feel happy, you feel sad, you feel your feelings off it? Warm feeling. I'm getting a dark color. Very warm feeling though. Warm as in, in pleasant, happy, loving, or warm as in heat? Heat. Heat? Okay. Now, we also have to re- realize that when you're doing this, everybody interprets a little bit differently. So basically, um, down the line, let's say if someone is doing mediumship, they have to recognize that, oh, this means this. 
Okay, or that can mean that, okay, for me. If you someone pursues it, then they can get to the point of... And the reason I'm doing this to, is to... If you, if you can sense energies and do stuff, then, number one, it's good in your life as far as recognizing negative things that come at you. But if you are ghost hunting, and something is there, and you can sense whether it is positive and loving, and you can sense or sense whether it is negative... Even if it looks like the classic thing is presenting as a child, because particularly parents, adults, they're very protective of children. Oh, the poor little child. That could be a demonic thing presenting as a child. Mm. But you see that poor little child, and all of a sudden, that alarm goes off in the back of your head because your senses tell you, that ain't no child. That sensing. Psychometry does some of it. But being able to feel, feel in your energetic field, because your vibration is up. You can feel what it really is. You can also sense, get the feeling as it radiates what it really is. Anything else? I feel hollow. Interesting. Okay, this. I'll take that back. Actually, this was a gift, a gift from my grandfather. Where did you get that? Did you get that name? Yeah, up in Maine on a vacation during the summer in Maine, staying at my sister's. She was more, she was picking up on more of what it was. Yeah, she was picking up more of, yeah. The, the past of it. Yeah. Because it's a pen, it's hollow. It's hollow, whatever, I mean, you weren't looking at it, but it, you could pick up, mm-hmm. that is what this is, because that has very little history except for going to the shop, to my granddaughter. <laughs> to so that doesn't have much history. The yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the love, love. of the gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just you pick up energies. You can pick them up directly like we did it. Or they can come through your your aura or your energetic field. Your chakras. But these not only serve you every day in your life, just like protection and prayers of blessing do. They also will serve you if you go into something like a ghost hunt or a paranormal hunt. Because with your protection that you've asked for, with your balance and your energetic field high in vibration, and your ability to discern things beyond what they look like, you'll be able to tell what's really there. You might be able to, someone might be able to go, oh, I'm seeing something, what's that and stuff. And you can tell, you might be able to tell now, even before there's a lack of reaction I see someone oh we didn't get they're trying EVPs and stuff like that you may be standing there looking going oh that's residual that's just like a, a loop that is residual energy there's nothing behind that energy now that corner's got something real kick ass we should talk to <laughs> can't see it but you know what I mean you'll be able to sense what's out there be able to feel what's out there and recognize what it, the key thing is recognizing what it really is things do percent percent deceptively and being able to communicate and to have an exchange back and forth but first you're protected you yourself are grounded and energized and you being energized is also being grounded because you're being your true self that energy inside is, is coming out. And you can tell, because now you can sense, you can feel what it is. 
good, bad. And sometimes it is that. I mean, you know, you come across something and suddenly you start feeling sad or suddenly you start feeling happy or whatever. And it can be with people and it can be with places. You are sensing what their energy is. And that, if you are looking at something like a ghost hunt, and that becomes very important. Because it tells you like, no, uh, we've gone far enough. Because you get that real nasty over there. <laughs> you can tell now whether you may be protected, but do you really want to push it? Mm-hmm. No, you don't really want to push it. You don't want to, want to, want to be one of those people that go in there and antagonize it or say, well, yeah, well, I'm better than that. We're going to kick it out and we're going to. Die. Come on. If you're in a building that's been abandoned for. Or you go into some place, let's say some catastrophe happened in the 1800s and that thing's been living here that whole time, you think you're going to walk in in one session and just because you shout at it, you're going to kick it out? No, you are not going to kick it out. It's entrenched. But how do you know you're not dealing with a powerful elemental? You don't know. So recognize what it is and realize that, okay, I'm good, I'm protected. That's nasty. Nope. And that's it. No confrontation. You walk away because the risk is too great. All, all that good work and being in a good place and, and everything like that, and you, you're going to try and take on that? Why? Mm-hmm. Then you're not in that good a place because you are still living in a place of ego. And it's driving you to try and take on the impossible. That's not what it's all about. It's recognizing the divine in you, in everything. It's communicating, being one with it. And you're bringing that to, to a ghost hunt. And if you remember when I did that kind of um, improvised thing at the beginning about our protection, also asking that the good spirits trapped here, that, I'm, that we might be able to tell this story or help them, that's what it's about, telling the story and helping them. And when you get into something and you start doing, let's say, mediumship, it's all about help. It's all about helping. It's all about calling in people. And typically what I what I would say ahead of time, and you do a variation on it, let's say if it's a ghost hunt, but if you're working one-on-one or another and stuff like that, whoever is here that can give this person what they need. Now, please show up. Use me as the vessel or the vehicle so that they can get the message that they need. Loved ones who still love them, and wit- I would say all of this in my head, and I would just say ahead of time, give them, give them what they need. That's if you can, give them what they need. Whoever can, and then go stop my, go in and stop my spiel about everything, and wait for something to show up. In your ghost hunting, we do the protection, but we also ask that anything there can tell us their story and we're going to relay it to the world and we're going to, however they tell us whatever and again if you progress to the point that you can recognize it you can also help them move on now if someone is running a commercial business and they get a bunch of ghosts in there they won't want you to be moving people on <laughs> suddenly it's like we're getting no activity why well our last group in cleared the place it's like no they don't want that but if you're talking about something in a, in a smaller private thing yeah if the person, if you're doing something for a house or something like that, where did you put that shep- last shepherd? Did you put them all in front? Yeah, I moved them out of the way. Oh, okay. 
Take off. Take off. Take off. Okay, I was going to say that shouldn't happen. <laughs> it didn't. You did it. Okay, it we're good. Happened a couple good. times at my house today, though. Like the labels kept moving around. Then just keep moving around. Talk to it. Find out what it wants. Yeah. Bless the place. You you use a blessing and bless the place. See if it hangs around after a blessing. If it does, hangs around after a bl- blessing. Maybe that's something to tell you. Yeah. Maybe you can safely interact with it, and it'll stop that. Um, I worked. I did a thing where. Um, Actually, they were in the, they were in the uh, Bridgewater Triangle. That couple, they had a house and it was haunted. And anything I was able to identify the old man who built the house. And it took them five years of research, but they finally did confirm what I found out because they were fascinated by it. But they had a ghost, and stuff used to disappear. And they kept the ghost. And it turned out that instead of stuff disappearing, um, what would happen would be like. The wife would say, I can't find my earrings. Help me find them. And like she kind of like turned around to do something and they were there. So they started to, kind of like the ghost started interacting positively. I mean, this guy at this house was built, I think, what was it, the late 17, early 1800s? It was, very, it was an old house. And a guy had built it by hand and stuff. And he was still living there. And he was pulling little pranks. Once they started communicating and talking and stuff, yeah, he'd actually help them. Oh, I can't find a such and such. Oh! I just looked there, it wasn't there, now it is. Thank you. And they'd say, thank you, and grab it. <laughs> so they get along with it. When that started happening, that is what caused them to start doing research about the land and yada yada, and they were able, and it took them, yeah, I think five years of research, but they were able to confirm that it was that old guy that uh, originally built it. But they're getting along just fine, and they can't find something that goes leads them there. They have a good relationship. Kind of like one of the houses I grew up in. And it wasn't helpful, but we got along very well with minimum interference back and forth. These people have a good relationship with it. Him. It was a person. Treated with respect. But as to things, things happening, yeah, you can ask what it is, but if you bless the place, usually negative things won't hang around when there's a blessing. Just a simple, a simple blessing. Maybe even one of those if you wish. If it's negative, it won't hang around. If it isn't negative, then uh, whether you want to continue that path or not, that's up to you. But if it's not harmful, you can ignore it or just keep blessing. And throw in a little, kind of like, cohabitate, I don't bother you, you don't bother me, and go back to your life. You should do sage now, don't you? I do do everything. I was communicating with her like two weeks ago on the app that you had suggested, and she was... She thought the year was 1908, hmm. and she was an 11-year-old girl who was murdered by poison. By poison? Yeah, and I didn't want to believe, so I was just like, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to, I mean... She, she, she's going to hang out. Well, one one of these days, we'll go there as a yeah. group, and we'll check but it out in detail. I asked her if she liked me, and she said no. Really? Like yeah. it? Get to it. Holy mackerel. Well, I asked her, uh, uh, do you see me as your mommy or bigger sister? Yeah. Which one? The reason, the reason I say that is sometimes sibling rivalry or mom disciplining, whatever may happen. So see, see, see how she sees you. The first time I used you. that, my grandmother came through, and I have not had anybody be able to communicate with her since she passed. And she came through, and she said the last thing she said before she died, and she spelled her name out for me. And then the second time I used it, I got the girl. You think maybe somebody looked like you poisoned? 
prison? I don't know. I don't know. If it was an yeah. older sister or mother. Oh, 11 years old, 1908. And my house was built in 1938. So. 1908 is when she died? Mm -hmm. 38 is when, when your my house, house was built. I wonder if your house was built like a, on her burial where she was buried or something. All of her hands. Like all of her hands. Hmm. That's where the, they buried their dead. The Native Americans. Is there somewhere? Is she Native American? The whole, I don't know. Oh, okay. The whole town is. All graves, right? 100%. Yeah, it caused a ruckus. Because they don't appreciate the houses on top of them, right? No. They don't like that. No, no graves like that. No, yeah. no one likes desecration of the, of right. the ground. Mm -hmm. No. That's inter interesting. She don't like you, though. It's an interesting fact. <laughs> it's just, and it, that question kind of like, what I ask now, you like, all right, you're dead, you're 11, like, it's 1908, you know? And I was like, do you like it here? And she wrote, yes. And I was like, well, do you like me? She went, nope. It's like, oh, she, likes, she likes communication. Honesty is great, you know. <laughs> Cut her off on the yeah. communication. You get nada. Back <laughs> in the darkness. Yeah. No more talking. But even I didn't take it as an insult. I was just like, all right, well, I'm not going to cast you away because I feel like you're, she wouldn't be here. She didn't have something to say. Did you ask her why at all? Why she what, died? No, why she didn't like you? Why she hit the no? Well, with that particular app, it's more of like... Um, yes, no thing? It, like, yeah, yes, okay. no, and then... But it does, it's a Ouija board, so it, like, yeah, yeah. it, it oh. spells no. Yeah. What you might want to do is you can either uh, bless the app and stuff like that to, to kind of cleanse the app. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is instead of using using the Ouija board, uh, most phones have a basic recorder system. I have it, yeah. Okay. Um, at some time, if you're picking up activity or something, turn it on and start talking to her. Now, you may receive a certain amount of images and stuff in your head or may not, but then later on you may actually hear her on the recording. Okay. And then you'll have a voice. And just let that run for a while and see if, if anything comes through on that recorder. Mm -hmm. um, it's fairly that app. There's a, there's a free one um, that I picked up. We used that at Ohio State Reformatory. And I got some good EVPs. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it worked well. I was in a cell and basically could, did not hear a single thing in an answer to my question, played a thing back later. When I said, do you, do, you, do, you like, do you like me here? No, this is our place. And I'm leaving. Get out. I'm just going to go. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. The 08, 1908 and 1938, you said? My yeah. house was There's built still in eight, The 8s yeah. might have something to do with something. The 8s yeah. might have something. It could have been, a, it could have been a house that burnt down or was torn down or something happened in that house and your house was built on top of it. Could be a cemetery. Could be that... Uh, uh, next door or something like that. Uh, someone basically is where the child died, and they. Is there, are there many houses right next to you? Funny enough, about the house next to me, my aunt used to live there. So, and that that was because before I realized I was talking to my grandmother the first time, I was like, "When was the last time you were here?" And she said, "23 years ago," which puts it right when my aunt sold that house. Yikes. And but I didn't even know I was talking to my I didn't know I was talking to my grandmother until. I said, what's your name? And she spelled out her name, and then she said her last words, which were, which for me, when she actually died, she I wasn't there when she took her last breath. I ste literally stepped out of the room. But when she took her last breath, she said something, and it took me like five years to figure out what she said, because I was like, uh, and like, I woke up in the middle of the night one day, and I was like, come visit me. That's what she said. She said, come visit me. So... 
that like once that I realized it was her, then she did the come visit me, and I knew it was her solid, you mm-hmm. know. But my aunt lived next door with her husband. They lost a child actually, and they ended up moving out of that house. It was too small, and the memory of having a dead kid mm-hmm. so fun. How you old know? was the kid? That I have lost? no idea. No Check idea. Right? Yeah. Yeah, could be. Up, yeah. Well, you, you, she was yeah, eleven. Yeah. yeah. You you can do some uh, you can do some work as far as researching, and then you can do some work as far as communication goes. Mm-hmm. But as long as there's no harm being done, you might want to continue communicating and the possibility of maybe helping once you get a bond and understand the child better, helping them move on. Yeah. And, and definitely the gentleman that I bought the house from, even though I never met him, he died. He's there. And his stuff's there. He leaves me things all the time. When this, the first day I walked into the house, there was a quarter in the corner of the room, and I picked it up, and it was 1979, which was the year I was born. And then the front porch, the table, is June 1979, so now we're really honing in. Yeah. That, that's when the birthday happened. You know, so through just throughout the whole experience of buying this house, this man's name's Donald Hall. He's there with me. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I don't want him to go anywhere. They get pulled back in. Yeah. We did an episode on that. Well, if you don't, if you don't want them, again, you uh, express gratitude for the for the gifts and yeah. helping and stuff like that, and uh, you let him be and you be and you just share the space. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, would it be problematic to have a bunch of spirits in your house, or is that if it's all peaceful, right? Yeah, like, if it's, if it's all if it's all <laughs> if it's all peaceful <laughs> and stuff, it, it, there shouldn't yeah, be any sort right. of problem. Yeah, but there had been nothing. Them. Today was the first day things were moved. Like, well, they sensed you were coming here. I think so. Because yeah. I've been, I, I spent all morning kind of like meditating, figuring it out, quiet. And then all of a sudden, things start moving. Time, uh, time is different in the spirit world as far as that goes. It's kind of like, you know, we measure by a clock, they don't. Mm-hmm. That kind of like bounces around as far as other dimensions go. Um, so, uh, and the other thing too is as far as. You said you you were doing things today during the course of the week as well as today. I've been I've been doing Leading things. Leading up to, to today, to I've been more focused in my in my meditation studies. So so that that helps you, and as far as any sort of connection, knowing you were coming and asking for help, mm-hmm. and these people receive what they need. Oh, I've got crazy blessings. That's like that's ultimately included. like reunited with my grandmother after eighteen every, years. Like every, crazy, every, crazy blessings. Every, everybody, yeah. then we then we say thank you to spirit. We, do. we say yes. thank you to the people in spirit. The other thing is, whether it's a ghost hunt, whether it's mediumship, whether you get something like this, always say thank you because compared compared to most people in their lives running around crazy, da 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 da. Uh, yeah, you've been blessed. I mean, if you, how many people, I mean, people love to watch TV shows, for instance, different types of ghost hunting and stuff, and yeah. they're watching, oh my God, that's a this and a that to that. If it's ever happened to you, like at the, at the reformatory, there was a room that everybody left, and I stayed back a little while, and I said, hey, I'm going to leave now, and I turned around, and I heard, with my ears, quite loud, no. And I checked the recorder. It was also on the recorder. It's kind of like, how many people have a cool experience like that? They don't. I heard it. The recorder picked it up. The room is empty. That thing just responded. Didn't want me to leave. Yeah. I think it said nope or no, whatever. And it was kind of like, ooh, sorry, I've got to go. My family's that already going mod here. You know, it's kind of like, sorry, I'm going. 
you know, but how many people would have an experience? How many people, if, uh, let's just say, someone goes to a medium and they receive a message? And let's say the medium um, is practicing what I call good ethics, in that they're not playing off the person. They're not letting the person say anything. It's kind of like what I would do is give information, yes or no, if the person started to say something, I could stop. Yeah. And then build up stuff. And I can remember once different different families and one particular instance, which I related to on mostly ghosting stuff, where the person had been to several mediums and they had nothing. And this, the father came through and gave them so much evidence, including one clincher thing, that they broke down crying because they knew their dad was okay. Mm. Now, for me, that blessing is for me as well. Because I know that this is good work, and I know we continue on with spirit. So I'm blessed. Whether it's just this, I'm blessed in my life, in my family, the, go, the ghost evidence, the medium, it's, I always say thank you. I'm always thankful for all of these things. But you have, a, you have, an old, you have the uh, former owner there? Thanks for hanging around or helping out. Little girl, you want to talk? Maybe we can get along, you know? And she stops talking and says, well, thanks for the chat. Or, thanks for the quarter. Mm. Or, thank them. You're always thanked. And that's, like I said, after a ghost hunt, we go outside, we thank those that communicated. It takes a lot, right, for them to communicate sometimes. Yeah, energy wise, yeah. It'll, it'll it'll take a lot. It may take a lot for them for them to communicate, acknowledge that, and thank yeah. them for it. Which is also the other reason why, I, like I said, they were once people. So, what we want to do is we want to recognize them as people. Because too many people go in there. Oh, it's a ghost. Oh, it's a this. Oh, it's a that. Then they antagonize them. No, 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 no. Let's just go in and talk to them. You lived in this world? Tell me about it. What's your name? What do you do? What happened to you? Tell your story. They may or may not be able to. They may uh, be able not be able to give out all of the information. But if we do that when we're doing an investigation, I truly believe that we will get more. We will get more evidence and we will get more information. Because I believe many trapped here want to communicate. They want to give us this information. And they want someone to say hello not scream at them. So that's how we go in. That, when you've got a spirit in your house, how you treat the spirit. These were once people. The guy who loved the house, the girl, unfortunately, was killed. This girl needs a little bit of help and compassion. Let's take it one step at a time. In building a relationship, because it was most likely an adult that did it, so she don't trust adults. Mm-hmm. And I would guess that since she don't like you, it was a woman. Yeah. Mm. So you got to show her not everybody's the same and there's someone here who's interested in you for who you are. Tell me a story. I'll listen. I'm not going to do anything to you. I'll listen. Let her tell. I mean, she's young, so she didn't know too many people to begin with. So yeah. the majority, it sounds like the people weren't that good to her. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's... Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, but uh, very much... You're blessed just for the experience. And we all are on many levels. And we should, and it comes up in some of those prayers and stuff, and evil hates it when you share blessings. 
when you recognize your blessing and you share it with people, that is not negative. That is positive. And it pushes the negative apart. So what I'm doing here is, you've probably noticed, is that you start with something like actually voicing for protection and sharing blessings and gratitude. You clear your chakras, your energy system, and you raise it to a level that these negative things don't want anything to do. And it will, at that level, attract the good as well. It will attract more good in. You incorporate things like crystals to raise it up again. You give blessings. And I am layering on multiple levels. Layers of protection and layers of well-being and blessings. So one thing on top of the other builds up. So that what happens is, if you go into a place, let's say where there are uh, spirits, and you walk through the door, in their world, you are going to be a bright but warm, welcoming light. And anything evil will go, I'm out of here. And everything else will go, talk to me, and come walking towards you. Because you are comforting. It's kind of like a soft white against a a flesh fluorescent light in your face the two differences <laughs> you know with the shade on take the shade off the the uh, lamp and that thing's going to burn your eyes but if you're you're the one that's walking around there illuminating in a nice soft gentle loving way the other loving things are going to be drawn to you and it works in the same way with people but it is very very important that you want to be that light and you want to be that love that these spirits want to reach out to whether it's in and they could be doing that if you have them in your home, they could be doing that right now. But you especially want to do that if you have an investigation. And if someone decides, let's say, they want to practice mediumship, I don't know why they say practice, but do it. <laughs> uh, there is, um, They will respond to you. And the other thing, too, about the more energy work you do, the more it rises and the stronger it gets... So those times where you miss it and you're not doing something, kind of, the more likely it is to maintain itself. But after the no thing, um, she said, do you believe? And then she touched me right on the back. Like she was like calling me out on not mm-hmm. believing this, what I was doing. But she touched me. And, it, and, I, and when I get those feelings before I started this like journey, I would take it to a fearful place and like have anxiety about it or whatever. And now I'm chill- I, I soak it in. I want that energy, yeah. and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do with this? You know what I mean? But it's almost like I'm sitting there having a conversation with her, and I, on the outside, believe what I'm doing, but she could sense that I was questioning myself. And she called me out on it, and she said, "Do you believe?" And right when she said that, it came up on it on the Ouija board. She touched me, and obviously, I got the chills. Is that your grandmother? Or no, this is the girl. That's a girl? Yeah, okay. You think she could have, that could have been like a sense of humor when she said no? Like No, I think around, she was making me make it real because even though I was going through the motions and I was having this conversation with her yeah. and I was engaging in the activity and if you're watching me, you would believe that I believed what I was doing but yeah. she didn't believe that I believed what I was doing. And it was how she ended the conversation. She called me out on that it. That undertone to your energy and that that mental doubt, she picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Now, that doubt is not unusual. Every time I used to do galleries, every single time beforehand, I would always be worried whether this is going to happen or not. 
I would call them, say please, talk to God, talk to spirits. And just before I walked in, I would say, there's two aspects of it. One is I would say, it's up to you, but I am going to do it. It's up to you to come or not, but I am going to try. And I tried. And it worked. But there's always, in many things we do, there's always that little doubt. The doubt shouldn't hold you back. Each time something is successful, it should build your confidence. But I believe that doubt is also an aspect of humility. Because you realize that, whoa, this is big. (sighs) This is weird. I'll never not believe again because it happens simultaneously. Do I read the words and I feel the touch on my skin? Mm -hmm. So if there's anything that knocked that doubt out of me, it was that situation. And maybe that little girl knows it, and that's why she did it, right. so that you could finally... She when, down me. She, like, baby shaked me. Like, <laughs> yeah, and next time you talk to her, she'll go, you believe yeah. now? And you go, oh, yes, I do. Let's, that's let, when the blessings started happening. It let's stop talking. The 30th, the first, all the way, every single day in December, I've gotten something amazing. Good. You're connected. Yeah. You're connected. And that will happen when you do spirit work. That will happen when you do, do um, things like that are more prone to happen. You can't block a crazy world completely. There will be influences. Um, But when you do these things, and when you do work on your energy, and when you do bless, and blessing is is very important, blessing others, and you do all this, you will find out that more good or more blessings come your way. Because everything goes in a circle. Everything goes in a circle. And if you're putting out those blessings in good, it is recognized and kind of merges with other blessings and you get all caught up in that flow. Um, another form of energy. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, anybody familiar with Reiki? A little bit. I want to be. <laughs> I need to take a class. I did take a energy class like 20-something years ago where we had to take a meditative and then we do this. And mm-hmm. you focus on the breathing, and you focus on this until you create your ball, and then you are actually holding it. So a little bit of energy work, but not to like put it on somebody and like you so know. What do you do? What do, you do? You, you, it's the breath, like that. That what are you calling it? The rhythmic? repetitive breath or rhythmic, or contr- rhythmic. rhythmic breath? Rhythmic Once breath. Once you get it, you start like this, and you start slow, you and you create the friction. Friction. You go faster and faster and faster. And then, I'm, I, it's been so long, I'm not sure at one point you separate the hand. Mm-hmm. But once you separate the hand, you feel the energy, and then you can actually, like, move it around, like, touch it. Like, mm. you make a ball, you do what you want with your energy ball, you know. But <laughs> it's, I did it to, to be able to execute Reiki. I think you got to be able to feel that energy and know it's there, physically. Reiki, Reiki is the healing energy of the universe. Um, there are symbols that you use. Um, you are kind of, once you learn all of that basics, there's an atonement so that you kind of like get in sync with that energy. And basically you become the vessel to channel that energy into someone for healing. There is chakra work. And um, usually if you have someone who's like Audra, does Reiki, Audra also um uh, sells crystals, sage, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, with her mother the way it is now, she can't do it, but she would like show up at fairs and stuff like that. She has yeah. some stuff. I don't know if she does online or not, but she does Reiki. 
and uh, I'm a Reiki master and certified teacher. So I'm familiar with it. I've gone through all three levels and reached a master level on that. That was years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is channeling that energy. Usually if you come across with someone, now when who does that, if they do the hands, they don't even have to, they shouldn't have to even touch you. They'll put the hands near you and you'll start to, or come close to you and you'll start to feel kind of like a, a heat and a warmth. And it'll feel good. I can use it for physical things. You can also use it for energy cleansing. The chakra cleansing that I read to you, I used to use that in Reiki. Because I would direct the re- while I was slowly reading this and the person was thinking about the chakra, I would direct the energy into that chakra to push out all the blocks and then move to the next one. But your focus can do it also. But I would do that as a, I would call it an energy healing. But it works the same way when you use it as a med- meditation or many, many of the chakra meditations. It works the same way. Now, when people say, okay, with order, uh, order quite often says she brings down the, the Christ energy. She relates to the, to the universe and the healing to a Christ consciousness and Christ energy. So some people will say different things. When it's taught, it's out of Japan, and it's, a, it's the universal or universe's energy. Well, the universe comes from one source. That source is divine. So it's divine energy. But you learn how to channel it and focus it down. You can do it for injuries. You can do it for chakras. You can do it to help someone heal and balance. You can do it on yourself. You can, you can do it on yourself also. Heal! No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's a simple indication, but you, you go through different steps to do it and stuff like that. Um, there are a lot of modalities out there. The thing is to try and find a qualified teacher. Someone who is actively teaching qualified. Now, that way is they should have no problem if you do any checking up, whether it's Yelp or anywhere else, of where they listed and what they do and how good they are to be able to, to, be able to teach you. And uh tends to be a little pricey, but it should not cost an arm and a leg either. It should not. Not if they're serious about what they're doing. Not, it's the same thing like uh, with any healing you go to. To me, a, a good way to find out is not if you have a problem. is You want to see if they're any good, because they also teach. You go there with that ankle that hurts and see if they can help you. <laughs> and if you feel absolutely nothing I'm not saying being cured but if you feel absolutely nothing it's kind of like there was no energy there was nothing there now if you're a sensitive you'll pick it up right away mm-hmm. and that is also the thing that I used to do and I stopped doing it I used to do it with mediums I used to go stand near and either listen or only a couple times did I ever go and I found most of them I don't trust because they're asking me as many questions as stuff they're giving. No, you tell me. Giving great advice. And, <laughs> and, they, and they would be like, um, <laughs> you tell me, that's what I'm here for. Nope, right. nope, nope. And they're like, no, it's this. no. But there are some really good ones out there too. Also look for verifiable facts if you go to a meeting. This is, just, just a, this is the way I was taught. For instance, people will say, you can channel anything. Okay, if someone is channeling Julius Caesar, how do you verify it? 
or I'm talking to Abe Lincoln and he's giving me this message. Really? I actually came here because I got a family member that died. Why don't you tell me about that? Tell me something I can verify. Tell me how he died, where we lived, what happened, or she, or whatever. And give me facts without me giving you facts. And if you can do that, I'm going to believe you. Mm-hmm. And that's what it should be. Because with that, when that happens to somebody, they receive a healing. Because they know it is more than this body, more than this world, and we continue on, and these people that they love, love them, and actually came back to tell them they love them. That's special. You're blessed. Both sides are blessed. I can remember afterwards, I did private sessions and I did galleries. Afterwards, I would... I don't care how many I did. Every single one, I was always blown away afterwards. I always felt like I was blessed. And still do, because it was kind of like, wow. Oh, and it gives you a different perspective on life. But those blessings also are contained in things. What happens is that you get... We go back to energy. When you are doing this energy work and your vibration comes up, you are more in tune with vib- with those vib- other vibrations and other blessings. You can sense and you can feel those things more. You are more balanced. Negativity bothers you less. And when you go on that ghost hunt, you are less at risk than that person that does nothing. If they don't want to mess with you. They don't want to mess with you, you at all. Any questions? That was a great uh, that was a great episode right there. We're going to cut it in halfies. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to wrap up this week's episode and tune in next week for part two of this seminar. You know what I mean? Live from the paranormal zone um, with mostly ghostly. So if you dug this, stay tuned for part two next week on Mostly Ghostly.